0: Time now for the voice of the land on the big play network with your host, Kevin Arnold and always positive J:
1: The voice of the land birthday extravaganza is live yet pre-recorded on your device or on whatever sound thing you may use through podcast platforms like Google, Spotify, and Apple as our producer extraordinaire who is here behind the proverbial glass. He is back From Disney. That's why we were off last week. He is back. Somehow he made it to Disney and had an audio impact, let's say, on the most magical place on earth. That's right, audio. His birthday was Friday, and some guy that hosts this show, his birthday's today. I guess. I don't know who that is, but we'll get into everything and react to all of the latest news from the sports world as we've been off for a couple weeks. We'll get into all of that here shortly. Already introduced audio. What Jarvis was to Iron Man, audio is to the voice of the land. He is Peter Talap. I am joined by Always Positive Jay on the other side of the table. What's going on, guys? We got a lot to get into, and we might as well just get right into it. We are, of course are proud to be a part of the Big Play Network, and brought to you by Vector Technical. They get the right person in the right job the first time. You know we've been putting up, putting together our new house, and uh, over in Willoughby been going to the Lowe's over uh, off of Euclid Avenue pretty close to our house where we where we bought one and see the Vector Technical I've been seeing their offices a lot and people going in there and more information on them to come through our commercial breaks but people are taking advantage of their services and make sure you reach out to them or hey if you're in Lake County they got an office right there over in uh over by Lowe's off of Euclid Avenue across the street from where Target and the movie theater and all that stuff is. So good people over there at Vector Technical. We can't thank them enough, and we got to be better by getting our clips up because they, um, they are proud to sponsor us, and we are proud to have them aboard, and we want to do right by them as much as we can. St- starting off, we'll do a little bit of the prayers and well wishes just because it's relevant to the show. Uh, the m- main one that I have, guys, is... The, uh, one of the original voices here on the Voice of Land, that is Nick Paulus. Uh, luckily, he's doing okay, but he posted on Friday night that he did get into a car accident, unfortunately. Somebody side-swiped him, he was trying to get on the highway leaving work, uh, leaving downtown, and then um, I know he just posted right now on, on social media he did have a family member pass away. So, um, you know, we're sending our best out to out to Nick, one of the guys that, along with myself and and then you know Peter jumping on and now Jay still an integral part of what this show has been about what it is about and what it'll continue to be about so we want we want to send our best out to Nick.
0: Yeah, I mean Nick gave me the opportunity to come in here and fill in form with you guys and yeah, just well wishes to him and his family. It's always rough when you lose someone.
1: Yeah. And I mean it's not uh it's not not the fun stuff to to talk about. I mean Peter, do you have any from your standpoint. Uh, uh, any well wishes out to the Menor Cardinal Marching Band for their performance well, at Disney.
2: For, yeah, first off, I do want to you know send out my uh, condolences to Nick's family and you know and prayers to him for you know, the act, getting hit like that on the freeway. That's that's never fun. You know, it's you know you have the injuries. You know, any potential injuries to worry about, but then also just to have to deal with the insurance and everything yeah. else is just a real headache. And then to lose a family member on top of that, just as, you know, uh, condolences to him and his family. Um, a little bit brighter side, mentor, uh, Cardinal marching band, they, the fighting Cardinal marching band did a great job down at Disney this past weekend. Uh, they got a lot of accolades from the, uh, the staff down there and a lot of the fans, uh, a lot of the people at the, uh, at the magic kingdom were really impressed with the job they did. So it was, uh, it was good. Honestly, the, uh, my my fears and uh, about being on a bus with a bunch of high school band kids for you know two like full straight days. Uh, the kids were great, well behaved. Uh, really, you know, made made the city of Menard proud. So I
0: mean, when audio's on the bus, you're gonna be on your
2: behavior. Yeah, you
1: gotta be, you gotta be on your behavior. We'll get into a little <laughs> bit, a little bit of that at the uh, at the end of the show. We'll do. We kind of did a preview. We tried to help give at least you know we tried to help give audio some tips for how to best experience disney world and i know that they also celebrated peter's other son we we got jacob in the back right now but joseph celebrated a birthday at disney world too so we'll get into all of that towards the end have a little bit of fun at the end of the show of course uh again we are be pre-recording this earlier in the day you know with birthday extravaganza people got birthday weekends like
0: Peter does. and Oh, I had a double this weekend. You Actually do? With Tiffany? Tiffany, and then it was my nephew's birthday yesterday, your birthday today. Did you get him some soccer stuff? Like, he, like uh, We're about? going out next
1: Saturday. Next Saturday. Okay. Make sure I get a picture of whatever, uh, whatever he ends up picking out, because I'm sure it'll be be great. you decide on the store? Cause, uh, you tweeted at me, and uh, other people responded, too, like best places to get some soccer gear around here.
0: It, uh, it's whatever one's closer to his house when I get there, to be honest with you.
1: Okay. All eh. right. I mean, there's, there's a lot of good ones, and I mean, especially you talking about where he's, he's at. Um, you're getting into more of that soccer area, mm-hmm. or at least close proximity, proximity to, uh, to where some of those stores might be. So you're going to get some—I think he's going to get something real nice for his, his birthday. Oh, for sure. So a big birthday weekend. We got family stuff to take care of. So we're doing this earlier in the day, so we are pre-recording. So if you do leave us comments— if we're watching alongside you later, we will try to answer back that way. Yeah, Otherwise, if it seems
0: like we're missing out on some breaking news that happened, yeah, it's because we didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: because, and to be honest, we don't care. <laughs> no, it's, unless it's something absolutely breaking, eh, you know. We we'll, we do have some news that uh, did break this week and uh, over the last couple weeks with a, a team that's in their offseason right now. We do need to touch on them. We'll touch on the Guardians because, hey, it's season, almost time. Almost time. This Thursday, we will uh, make sure to preview that a little bit. So uh, We'll touch on the Crunch. We'll give everybody an update on the Crunch if you haven't been following along. Uh, some good stuff going on with our, our friends and our partners over there with the Cleveland Crunch as well. But the team that's in the thick of things right now, coming down the stretch, only a couple games left. I'll be there tonight. Houston in town for the Cleveland Cavaliers. They are trying to lock up the four seed. I believe they got to play the Knicks still next or this coming Friday. So a big game at home there for the Cavaliers to try to, They're I think their magic number right now to get a playoff spot. And, I, and when people are saying magic number for a playoff spot, I'm believing that is top six to get that top four, to get that home playoff series in, in round one, a little bit more work to do. Who knows, it could be the Knicks, it could be the Heat, it could be the Nets who we just faced and beat twice in Brooklyn. What an epic ending to that one. Who had Isaac Okoro on their bingo card getting the game winner?
0: I don't even, I, like what I said, we neither one of us are betting people on this show, but I wonder what the odds were if you called that, like, who's going to hit a game-winning shot at the end of the game? Like, oh, my God, Isaac Okoro? I, I bet they don't even give you those odds. It would be so high. I... Oh, I if someone bet on that, I mean they had to have. If anyone bet on it, it
1: would parlay Paul. Uh, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Someone like that, you know, Chris Oldak of uh, ESPN Cleveland, really big show producer, uh uh and co-host of Paul and Paulus on, on Saturdays. We'll give him uh we'll give him a, a little bit of plugs here on the uh on the show. Someone like that would probably make that kind of a bet. And boy, would you feel so good if you hit that. Donovan Mitchell, of course, missing those, those free missed the second free throw. We almost thought Jan and I almost thought that he did it on purpose, like knowing he could get off the line and then collect it. But he has been leaving free throws a little short recently. But this team is it looks like they're finding something down the stretch. And really, the person that's finding something that was always going to be the biggest key to all of this, Evan Mobley, and he's only in his second year, he's going to keep getting better, but he's. He's becoming, as much as people question him early on, like, oh, is this a sophomore slump? Like, he's not playing that well. He was the best player on the floor in the second Brooklyn game and has been one of the better players on the floor for this team, probably better than even Darius Garland, who's been struggling with the shot a bit. Evan Mobley has been that guy for this Cavaliers team to go alongside Donovan
0: Mitchell. Oh, I totally agree. Like, everyone was so worried about him taking the jump. They're like, oh, he didn't take the jump. He didn't. He did it midway through the season and just kept going and going. Not a huge jump, but he slowly got better. Like, this guy's going to win defensive player of the year one day. Like, he'll probably win multiple defensive players of the year. Like, his defense is absolutely insane. But you're seeing him be a lot more aggressive towards that hoop, and that's what I've been wanting to see. Another player, though, I'd like to hit on that's really stepped it up is Karis LeVert. Got to yes. give it to him. Like, his defense yeah. has been phenomenal. But offensively, it's like he's finally starting to find his role. And if if he starts if he plays like that, Evan Mobley's playing like that, you get what you're gonna get from Donovan Mitchell, and Garland gets back to form. This is a team no one wants to play in the playoffs, I'll tell you that much.
1: Karis Levert's a guy that a lot of people have talked about and especially uh, around trade deadline time, like, oh, is he the biggest asset that we have to to trade away? Other than Kevin Love at that time, Karis Levert was that because oh, well, he's not doing what we thought he would do. And it, and it had only been a year, really, for, the, for him to try to get in with this team. And I think Karis LeVert is one of those good examples to go back and look at when you make a trade and things maybe don't work out right away, but they're not an issue for your team, meaning off the court, bad for the culture that you're trying to build. When they're a part of that and they're doing something well for you on the defensive end, you got to stick with it because you see flashes. We saw flashes earlier this year scoring 40 in the garden against Boston. He's had a couple other offensive outputs, but defensively he has been one of their stalwarts. And a defensive-minded team, he's one of those standouts. I know Isaac Okoro is known for his defense. You give him him credit, for. and if we are, we're going to give him credit for the amount of work he's put in on his three-point shot. Isaac Okoro and Lamar Stevens are two guys that are going to be left alone in the corner, especially when teams have a chance to get into a playoff series against the Cavs. Until they start making that consistently, yeah, one game winner is not going to change other teams' mentalities. No. It wouldn't change. It wouldn't change a guy like LeBron's mentality. He's the one that knows about everybody. Knows about every team has scouting reports down to a T. And the advantage of a playoff series is you see the team at least four times, if not more, in a best-of-seven series. So teams are going to leave them wide open in the corner until they start knocking that down consistently. Isaac Okoro has started to do that on a more consistent basis, and that's why he's out there on the floor in those crunch time moments when you still need an offensive possession. He's on the floor during you know, during that because, yeah, they want defensive. Uh, Donovan Mitchell hits and – whatever the Nets are able to get off in that final uh, couple seconds of that game with Mitchell at the free throw line. But being trusted in those kind of moments and having the trust of your teammates, Karis LeVert making that cross-court pass to Isaac to hit that down. And then Isaac having, or uh, excuse me, Karis LeVert having the eyesight to see that impacting the game offensively as, as much as he is defensively. He is a talented player that, I think should be a part of what the Cavs are doing. Now, if he's in the future down the line that we're not going to get into a whole lot, if he's a piece that brings in a bigger piece. Okay. We'll, we'll touch on that then. But Karis Levert is a big piece to this team right now, a big part of what they're doing and being a team that is one of those squads playing their best basketball going into the playoffs.
0: Oh, I totally agree. I, I'm, I'm so excited for them to get in this playoff run. Kevin, I don't know what your expectations are when I'm done. love to hear them, but I'm so glad that they're getting locking up the four seed because home court for this team is very 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 important, and if we match up with the Knicks or is it Brooklyn was the other one that possibly we might go against I mean, I would say
1: that probably the heat have a better chance that's what you know ESPN... of the
0: three, I would rather not play the heat they have the playoff experience they don't yeah. scare me scare me by any means i still think we'd beat them
1: yeah people scoff at the whole heat culture thing but there's there's a real essence to that it's not just it's not just hearsay or cliche like heat culture is what you just said
0: it's effort it's, it's effort, effort non experience in the it's, playoffs it yeah. just it doesn't matter who they have on that squad it just heat culture is just the rally way like he's that's what it is but yeah I'd, I'd rather not see him but i still i see us definitely winning a first-round playoff series, and who knows in the second round. Like, we haven't seen what this team does when, like you said, you go up against someone day after day after day. And Donovan Mitchell's got a proven track record in the playoffs already. Mm -hmm. Evan Mobley keeps getting better. Karis Levert's finding his way. Isaac Okoro's hitting game winners. Like, let's go, dude. I'm ready. I'm absolutely ready for for playoff basketball. Are you bored with the regular season yet? No, I, I kind of I'm I'm not bored, but I'm, I just want the playoffs no, to start. I can't wait for them.
1: I have not watched as much, been like watched as much. I've tried to like, keep track. I get the the updates. I try to tune into a little bit of the radio broadcast as as I can. But I haven't watched as much NBA basketball this season as I usually do, and as much as I would like. But that's not because I'm bored of the regular season. It's Cause There's you're a
0: slightly busy guy. These slightly days.
1: busy guy. Just a little. These bit. these kind of days, and only going to get busier as uh, the the next month ticks away before Lincoln Alexander shows up in the in
0: the world. Um, How about you, Peter? How are you feeling about your Cavs getting there in these playoffs?
2: I, I'm actually really looking forward to it, and I hope I can actually see some of it. So yeah, I mean I, that that's one of the problems is even when it's on yeah. NBA TV, it's blacked out in the area.
0: So we're oh yeah, you can get the ballys going. Nope. Oh. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get there. No, we... I have a different beef. You have no idea what it with them right
1: now. <laughs> oh boy. Well, we can, we can touch on that as, as we go. Uh, you mentioned expectations for the playoffs. I mean, they have to at least win one playoff series. Uh, I oh think, yeah. I think that they're at that level, not just getting the playoff series experience. I think we're kind of past that point. It's the next step winning one playoff series and really, Doing it, making a bit of noise in these playoffs, whether that's whether that run ends in the second round or or more, whatever that might be. This team at least, at least needs to win one playoff series. You need to take advantage of the home court advantage if you're able to get that. They're 47 and 28 right now, almost 20 games over 500, five games ahead of the Knicks for the uh for the five seed. As I as I look at these standings right now, uh, the Heat are a game and a half behind the Knicks for the five. The Nets are two games back and only a half game back behind the Heat for the uh, number six seed. So, uh, tightly contested. I know it's tightly contested out, out west as well. I, I, at one point, the sixth through the 13th seed or the bottom part of the west standings were all within, like, three games of each Who other. Cares? They're all going to lose soon
0: anyways and I, be gone. I know. a but, bunch of bums.
1: But the East is definitely the more dominant oh, conference. Sure. But the, still, dude, But the competition I don't... has been a lot— It's not just teams running away with it. It, Are are any of these teams
0: like the Warriors were in the past where there's 73 teams or all those other teams looking at the Cavs when LeBron was here? There's no team I don't see a Michael Jordan bull standing in our way. There's no super team out there that's just like, no. well, they're in trouble. The Suns, I thought, were. They became one when they got Durant. I was like, ooh, they're tough. Like always hurt. Exactly. Where is he at right now? He's hurt. Oh, big surprise! Uh, uh, like it, I mean, it, as much as the he's act- Mr. Glass, that's just what it is.
1: As much of an accident as it was, like it's still he's still hurt
0: again, and he's and not the best availability. Is your availability? And he's not available. So if he I mean if he comes back and somehow he's healthy, he is one of those great players. You could just plug and play him on any team because the way he plays, he's a stretch four, and he could play defense he can pass he can bring it up Mm -hmm. he can shoot he does everything you can plug him right in and that's what scared me about that team because Devin Booker's the truth but here's the other problem with them is CP3 is he gonna stay healthy so you got two questionables there so yeah even this super team that I could see forming Mm -hmm. is questionable and then uh the Warriors in the West they're probably the other strong team they're questionable and we all know that the Denver Nuggets are going to choke eventually in the playoffs because that's what they do I mean, we'll see. We'll see what I mean. Jokic up for another MVP? What
1: I think third straight could possibly be this season, but hey, yeah, MVP
0: is a stat stuffer. But
1: bro. if, <laughs> if you are an MVP, you ultimately help your team get it done. And LeBron had to go through a few years where he didn't, but he he got it done. Uh, other players in the history of this game have gone through the same thing. Jokic and the, and the Nuggets, if they're gonna do it, they gotta they gotta do it and they gotta take advantage of being one of the better teams in the West this how, season Uh, memphis you know like that's a good young squad but all the issues off the court it's going to be maybe one of the more we'll see how the games play out but maybe one of the more compelling nba playoff runs as long as it goes but maybe one of the more compelling runs of, of playoff basketball in the nba we've
0: seen in a while yeah i liken this playoff just like the college yeah right now where it's like no one has any idea who's gonna win this. All number fours are all or all, all number ones are gone. And it's so close. All the teams are closer than what people think. Yeah. And I I think the same thing in the NBA this year. Like Cavs, I think, could beat any of these teams a seven game of seven. But 76ers are the one team that I would be nervous about, to be honest with you.
1: Enjoy it, Cleveland. Playoff basketball is coming back to Rocket Mortgage Field House in Cleveland, Ohio. But Jay, you mentioned the NCAA tournament. We'll touch on that next after a short break and, of course, give a shout-out to one of our favorite teams here in the city, one of our partners, the Cleveland Crunch. We'll do that next right here on this birthday extravaganza, the, uh, the voice of land on the Big Play Network.
3: Whether you're looking to hire new talent or start a new career, Vector Technical has you covered. Vector Technical is a 28-year-old staffing firm that has helped thousands of job seekers advance in their career with reputable partners throughout northeastern Ohio. Vector Technical is more than just a temp agency. With an above average hire-in rate of one in four candidates, Vector works hard to connect the right person with the right opportunity the first time. Vector Technical hires for skilled manufacturing and light industrial work, and is sure to have a career that you've been looking for. To learn more, visit our website at www.VectorTechnicalInc.com.
1: Welcome back to the birthday extravaganza of the voice of land right here on the big play network. We were talking calves. We're talking basketball, but Jay, you brought up a certain tournament in the amateur ranks, the NCAA tournament and be remiss if we don't at least start off with the local tie. And that is the Ohio state buck guys. No, I'm not talking about the men. I am talking about the women's squad taking down perennial powerhouse on the women's side of the NCAA tournament, are we allowed to say March Madness because we're not? Uh, I don't know. Why not?
0: It'll be madness from the March area, I guess we could say, or something.
1: I, but, like, if there's nothing, like, tied to it commercial-wise, I, commercial wise, I, don't, I, I don't, think we're
2: allowed to say it, right? I don't know. I'm looking at it. I don't see a TM behind March Madness live yeah. here, So I don't know. Uh, whatever. But, and I think
1: it's. Well, to mention March Madness, it's good that the NCAA and everybody else recognizes that it is March Madness for the women as much as it is for the men. Not like just kind of pushing that one to the side. I mean, the Ohio
0: State game was the game of the day at my nephew's birthday. Defensively, they were
1: all over the place. They were like
0: gnats at a barbecue. They just would not go away. it,
1: it, It was what you saw with the Cavs towards the end of the game against the Nets and that full court pressure and just being able to force the Nets into turnovers and after turnover, after turnover, that was the Ohio state team yesterday, all game long, the league got up to 10 points and you really, it never, as much as UConn, maybe make a run. They never really got into the lead that
0: much. I mean, that's UConn you beat. That ain't yeah. no just schlub basketball team.
1: And and I'm not going to give them any excuses. I will say that their main star, Paige Beckers, who was a star going from high school going into college, unfortunately she's someone that has dealt with a lot of injuries already in her collegiate career. I don't know exactly how many years of, of eligibility she has left because I'm sure that there's some COVID elements in there as well. Uh, but a couple of uh, the injury years, I'm sure she has maybe more than just one year. But UConn, this is the first time they've been knocked out before the Elite Eight, really before the Final Four. By who? S- by the, the Ohio, Ohio State, State University. University since two thousand seven. Two thousand seven was the last time you didn't have UConn in, in at least contending to go into the Final Four of the women's side of the bracket. That's all credit to the uh, the, the women yesterday of Ohio State, and I mean their senior leadership. Freshman studs out there, just a good combination of young and experienced, and just doing what it takes to survive and advance. It's a one, it's a, it's a one game playoff each time, and, and that team, boy, they looked, they looked strong yesterday, and they knew exactly how to exploit UConn by driving to the basket. They were f- fearless going to the basket against against UConn, and hey, they got Virginia Tech in the lead eight tomorrow don't put anything against any team in, in either one of these tournaments because number one seeds have gone down on the women's side and they've gone down on the men's side. It we have the, Pure b- chaos. And yeah. I love it. And we have, like, the bracket up where we usually kind of bring our guests in uh, on the screen so we can see them when we do the Zoom interviews. Sometimes, you know, you guys just see them on the screen as if they're right next to us. So we try to look at the camera like we're looking at them. I'm not – again, we don't put any facade or – Curtain across what we actually do. We're looking at a computer screen, so when I'm not looking at the camera, I'm looking at a computer screen to see a blown-up bracket that audio has been able to supply to us. And the two teams that have already punched their ticket to the Final Four on the men's side: Florida Atlantic, and nine seed. Wow! And yet they were 31 and three going into the year, I believe, or going into the tournament, tied for like the most wins ever. They only had three losses, and yet a nine seed because they're. A, Florida Atlantic. <laughs> yeah, they're Florida Atlantic. No one, I think a lot of people didn't even know that they had a basketball program before this tournament. And then, you know, what the woman, women weren't able to do on in their bracket, the men. Gonzaga, boy, once again,
2: it's knocked out. And it
1: wasn't even close against Gonzaga. Yeah, but
2: UConn, I was listening to the radio on the way in here, Yukon UConn has won by like an average, I think it was like over 22 points a game. UConn's really good. I mean, yeah. Look, if yeah, if you look at that bracket, they're, it's...
1: 87-63 over Iona in yeah. round one, 70-55 over St. Mary's, so 15 points there. 88-65 to 65 against They're Arkansas, 23 points, and then 82-54, 28-point victory yesterday. That's got to be one. Poor FAU. <laughs> they got a powerhouse coming uh, in. You know, uh, this, that's going to be Is that, that who they play each other? Yeah. Uh, no, they do not play each other. They uh, would play for the— Championship game because oh, of, if they yeah if they yeah. Get there, yeah so the uh, looks like the East bracket will play um, whoever uh, I think above them is the Midwest is Go ahead that right scroll up here yeah uh, oh South bracket so that was the, where the number one overall seed was was Alabama they're out all four number one seeds how about the Big Ten not showing up really. Dude, and yeah
0: that, it, Purdue it, I, I don't care because I can't I, stand Purdue but that team didn't have someone over, what, 6'5", or 6'6", six, six, and they got a 7'4", dude, and Fairly you Fairly Dickinson. And you lose. Like, dude, how do you lose when no one's that big against a 7-footer, like, that big, who's got skill? Like, all day, that dude, I would be like, guess what? It's after this game, you're going to be holding up a sign, mm-hmm. holding up over 100 points tonight. And I don't know what they did. I didn't watch the game, but how they lost, I'm flabbergasted still. I mean, you know I've been
1: watching a lot of this because I – I love this time of year. I love watching. Yeah, it.
0: I haven't watched any. I'm not going to come on here and fake it, and act Like I'm a professional. Uh, that's okay. We we <laughs> we again, don't fake it here. Yeah, we don't we don't
1: fake anything I'm... here. Um, but yeah, 16 seed over over Purdue. Fairly Dickinson, one of the stories of the tournament with what they were able to do. Princeton making it to the Sweet 16, a 15 seed. Um, and I know that there were um, Kennesaw State was a. a A big-seeded team, a 13-seeded team that's played really well. Furman got the win over Virginia. I mean, Virginia's another one of those teams like Purdue that when when it comes time for tournament time, unlike outside of that one championship they won when they actually paired the offense with the defense. We know that Tony Bennett and the Virginia Cavaliers are going to play defense. That's what they are known for. But the year that they had the offensive firepower to go with it when they would get down in the game and are able to come back, offensively and not just utilize their defense to stay ahead of a team. That's the year they won a championship. But most often they're like Matt Painter and Purdue. They don't really show up when it comes time for March Madness. Um, But now, yeah, as we get to the top part of the bracket, we got two games today, San Diego State against Creighton, a five seed against a six seed. To get in the final four. To get in the final four. The highest seeded team left is number two Texas out of the Midwest going up against the U Miami two seed versus a five seed. And, and I, there's a, there's a chance you could have a five and a six come up, go on today. Yeah. Like no, nothing lower than a, nothing lower than a four seed could be in the final four. There, that is a real possibility.
2: As much as my bracket just looks like a complete like disaster. I, I've actually kind of enjoyed watching all these top seed teams fall. Oh, I love it. I mean, it was, uh, It was, you know, I will say Purdue. Yeah, I don't really care about Purdue, but in basketball, I know that they typically do well. Yes. And so I kind of, I had them going further, you know, in this, and I was, I was shocked. You know, I did, I, I wish Ohio State would, would have run, you know, with it a little bit more, but I, Ohio State football, I love Ohio State basketball. I don't ever get hopes up
0: on it. I,
1: they leave a lot to to they, be desired I, I, on the men's yeah, side. Yeah, on the men's I mean, side. But the women, there was a couple of know.
0: times the Ohio State basketball team oh, was yeah. damn good and in, in championship games actually. I oh mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. When they had a run, run into Florida, County. yeah, who just brought all back their seniors that won the year before.
1: Before Greg Oden's career was derailed by injuries, and I know people call him a, a number one pick bust, uh, just like Sam Bowie. When
0: he got picked by Portland, I don't call players that get hurt busts. Yeah, like he doing just he couldn't stay. Just
1: he couldn't stay healthy. He was a big man that just he couldn't stay healthy. And but now I know he's in the coaching ranks or, or trying to learn to be in the coaching ranks and still involved in the game. Mike Conley's been doing. Uh, a, he's, he's been he's in the NBA a, forever. He's been a, a journeyman, but like an impactful journeyman in the in the NBA, an impactful starting journeyman in
0: the in the NBA for several teams, especially out west and. The Boy. other time we uh, made it to the Final Four, remember, we had Scooty Penn and Michael Red on the team. Oh, yeah. That yes. was awesome. Yeah. That was – I love that team. Not to mention, like, even when we had Jared Sollinger and Aaron Kraft and David Lighty for seven years, I felt like. Yeah. We, I mean, we've had – we, I feel like we're more of a respectable basketball team than people realize right now, not so much, but – Yeah,
1: and you haven't done much over the last, last couple of years. They made that good run in the Big Ten tournament, but – I mean, the Big Ten can't be beating up on themselves that much, and they're going to tout themselves as one of the best conferences, if not the best conference. And I know Tom Izzo, after their game, their loss in the Sweet 16, he was trying to tout them as a, uh, uh, the Big Ten as the best, best basketball conference in the country. You can't be having so many of your teams bowing out that early. You got to have teams
0: vying for elite eight and Final Four spots. I mean, what do we got here? We- Where's San Diego State. What conference are they in? What conference is Creighton? In? I have no idea. I I, think, ACC, I think Creighton's Big East. And then you got ACC with uh Miami. ACC Texas Big
1: is Twelve. Big Twelve. Big Twelve is probably one of the better conferences right now. Um, and then you I know with, Florida Atlantic, I don't even know. And I have no idea what they UConn, are. UConn, I think that's Big East too. Yeah, like. So Big East is Big East. Big Twelve, probably the probably the conferences to really look at when it comes to. When it comes to basketball. And, and I mean, three of
0: the teams, we don't even know their conference. So that's my yeah. point.
1: Yeah, but that's what makes it so compelling. And Peter mentioned, mm-hmm. not that he's complaining, but, you know, you hear people cry all the time. Oh, my bracket is busted. Oh, Everyone's no. Everyone's
0: bracket is busted, dude.
1: Yeah, because no one can get a perfect bracket, number one. And number two, it's fun when the bracket busts because that means you have exciting, compelling upset matchups and we've gotten it for much longer in this tournament than we
0: usually do it's probably my biggest pet peeve of this tournament honestly is everyone gets so pumped about it and literally after the next two days after the tournament all you hear is bitching and moaning or as they would say on next level bemoaning about the brackets getting busted like dude guess what dude everyone's brackets busted no one gets this exactly right, like kevin just said it like can we stop crying about the brackets being busted, please? I mean, and honestly, it's probably become less and less now that uh, sports betting is legal
1: in Ohio, and there'll be more betting on the tournament. But then people will be complaining about the bets that they lost because.
0: I mean, I got to see more bet slips. No, oh, trust me, Kevin. They don't God. show the losing bet slips. Oh, I. Oh, it's I. It's only the winning ones.
1: I, I understand, but they'll be. You know, they won't show the slip, but they'll complain about the losing slip. So, oh. so the the top three. You know, one of the. The top annoyances out there right now, people complaining that their bracket is busted when that actually makes the tournament more fun. People having to post every single winning bet slip that they win. I don't really care. Number three, complaining about being on a losing streak with betting. Well, guess what? That's what it is. And for those that PSA for anybody, and this is serious, dead, dead ass, I don't really care. If you feel like you have a problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. Like, all of the gambling sites mention it in their ads, but for real, 1-800-GAMBLER. Don't let it become an issue. Do it as, a, as, a, as a, something for fun every now and again. If it starts to become a problem, which for other people it have, it oh, has. Oh, yeah,
0: I got a story for a problem. Perfect example. After uh, the St. Paddy's Day, I knew it was going to happen with all the alcohol involved and it being day two of the tournament. I watched this kid, they were a group of kids, or I don't know, they were younger than me, walking. And you see the one kid on his phone, he's like, Come on, come on. And whoever he bet on must have lost. And he just flipping out, dude, like just (laughs) words we don't say in this show, left and right. And I just see him like grab his phone, get ready, cock at him. And I'm just like, Just throw it, just throw it, just (laughs) Just throw it. 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 And he's like, "Ah!" God, I'm like, One eight hundred gambler, buddy. (laughs) Jeez, oh, man. Yeah. Like, if you're getting that upset about it, don't gamble. You're taking the fun out of it. Yeah. It's. I I don't mean to laugh, but I don't bet what you can't lose. Yes.
1: Correct. Pizza money is is what is kind of the common common term right now. Pizza money and it's
0: it's it's these kids that I see. It's because he was a younger kid. I guarantee he's probably still living under his parents. Doesn't care if he really loses or wins money. Yeah. And those like. It's available to them. Like, that's kind of scary in a way. But
2: here's this is the, the sports gambling I do is when there's a fundraiser selling squares. Like, selling yeah. stuff, stuff like that. That's what I'll do because, I'm, because it's going for a good cause, usually, you know, like yeah. your, your kids' sports or. You lose you, the money. You it, lose the money, but it goes towards a good cause. Yeah. And I have nothing against gambling. I've gone to the casinos and I have fun doing it. But I know that sports betting for me. I don't know enough about sports. I know enough that sports are, you know, you got to That's why you got to play the games, right? Because everyone talks about, oh, we, you know, on paper, this team should dominate, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but then the games happen and, you know, that's all out the window. So I know enough about sports that
0: I'm not betting on sports. But. Like I'm, I look forward to this year is going to baseball games and betting in game at like at bats. But I'll probably go and bet like couple bucks at bat like yeah you get i'm just doing it to like make the inning more fun for me yeah i'm not gonna be spending any kind of crazy money i'm like you like i have problems betting on what other people are doing like i want control of what's going on even if i'm playing poker and there's like still chance involved like i gotta get good cards yeah well i could bluff and to make you think i got good cards like i have some say on what's happening and it's probably terrible like we're gonna get no sports sponsors for betting (laughs) on our (laughs) shows but you know, we're not. I, we're not. Know,
2: I won't say I won't. I shouldn't say I won't bet on sports like that. But you know, yeah. like you said, it's a, it's pizza money. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not going to bet enough money yeah. on a, on a sporting event that I'm going to be tempted to throw my thousand dollar phone because I
1: yeah. I lost the bet. Like, so. I got
0: my friends at my work. They have a blast actually, but they always seem to be winning. I don't know how, but yeah, I don't got good luck like and that. And I don't think mm-hmm.
1: we're talking down any of the like the sports betting agencies or anything like that. It's it's more so like the back end when people do make sports bets and the way that they the way that they react to them like it's in like everybody's got to know what they're doing that's really the the biggest pet peeve i have like i've i've placed a couple of them have they hit no but you know voice of land we're we're open you know i know big play has has, has some sponsors we're we're open
2: we're open i will yeah. say, i will say like on the if uh, let's just put like, on yeah. the training app app you know that uh bet jack put out because i will drop their name uh, I did, I did pick the guardians to win the division last year and, uh, won a bunch of tokens because nice. that was before it was legal in the yeah. state. So. Oh,
0: when it was like that, I was winning left and right. I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't, lose. I felt like I was hitting I, I showed padone. I was hitting like 65% of my bets. I'm like, watch when the money gets involved. I put 20 bucks on an app. I lost it all. I was like, ah, I knew it was going to happen. Well, yeah, I joke. think
2: I turned 100 hundred credits
0: into, like, 3,200 credits or something like that. It was, a, it was a good... I was up to, like, 25,000 in, like, Jeez. two weeks, dude. I was nailing baseball, but... Yeah. Well, just like the Browns... one gambler
1: 1-800-GAMBLER. 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: <laughs> just like the Browns find out every year,
1: training camp is nothing like the real deal when you get into the actual full betting or regular season of football. And we'll talk about the Browns next. And Final Four, we mentioned Final Four... We got a special shout out on the other side of the break. If you need some Voice of Land gear though, we got just the place to go. Stay tuned, right here to the Voice of the Land, the Big Play Network.
3: Are you struggling to hire the right talent or maybe even find the right career? Vector Technical makes it easy. Since 1992, Vector has provided Ohio employers with a reliable process for hiring and have helped thousands of job seekers advance in their careers. Vector Technical is more than just a temp agency. We invest time to get to know each client and candidate personally. Vector places people in job opportunities that they are truly excited about. Interested in learning more? Visit our website at www.vectortechnicalinc.com to see a full list of our current job opportunities and to find out what Vector Technical can offer you.
2: Your at voiceoftheland.com forward slash shop.
1: It is a birthday extravaganza right here. We're talking about whatever we want right here on the Voice of the Land, the Big Play Network, as Peter Tellup, our producer extraordinaire, also known as Audio on the show, celebrated his birthday on Friday. I know APJ, Always positive J, his fiance and nephew have celebrated a birthday over the last couple days. Again, and it's
0: your birthday today, Kevin. Happy birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday.
1: I try not to... How that. old are you now, Kevin? Thirty-two. I'm not a I'm jealous. <laughs> I'm jealous. Yeah,
0: yeah. Me and Peter are like yeah, yeah thirty-two year old. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I don't. I again, we don't have I'm anything. Be like
0: Palpatine, just suck the life force <laughs> from me, make me <laughs> younger. That's
1: fine. That's fine. Sometimes I could probably use that. You know, good good life force suck. We yeah. probably <laughs> uh, feels like life kind of sucks the uh, the life force out of you at times. But what? Who isn't having the life force sucked out of them? Kind of the exact opposite. Our very own Cleveland Crunch, of course, LPV Productions, who helps produce this show and produces the live stream games through the MLIS Network or MLIS League, and their live streaming network, LPV Production, provides that. I've been calling the games alongside Mark Bishop, a longtime member of the Cleveland Sports Media broadcasting sports talk scene here in Cleveland. And boy, last night, even though I wasn't able to be there on the call, Mark did a uh, Munch did a terrific job, and the team did a terrific job as they got the win, 12 to six in a wild card playoff. They put themselves in that position. They lost to Grand Rapids a couple times, allowed Grand Rapids to win the division. They had to win their way in against Chicago, and boy, did they do so last night! Mikey Derezic with a big game last night, double there up top, and Mirciliovic doing his his thing in the middle of the uh, middle of the pitch. Aiden Bozak, one of their uh, one of their defenders, got them started. Really, Chicago hit them first with that 50 seconds in goal. Mm-hmm. That's what the crunch usually do. They're the ones that hit you within that first minute. And Chicago did that on the counterattack. And then Aiden Bozak said, well, you know, I'm going to get our boys back in this. And uh, scored two straight goals to put them on top. And they, re- I don't think they trailed or were or, or tied after that point i think the closest that chicago got was four to three yeah just after halftime because there was a red card shown to uh, kevin blackwood now peter i gotta ask you and i need you to be honest with me because it was tough it was it's tough to see just through the live stream you yep. you were there live i know your back was to the actual field but you were a lot closer to the actual screens of this happening live how much did Kevin Blackwood hit him? I know that when as soon as you push him after the play, like you're going to get some sort of card. But yeah. the guy goes down holding his face or his neck, didn't seem like that intense. The,
2: I actually I actually spoke with one of the refs at halftime too because he asked about that, and we because and the other the player on Chicago. They were they were really they were dying. they were when well, they were pestering Blackwood like big time they were oh, that's going, my dude too they were going after
0: him all good Blackwood yeah oh, that's my dude he's <laughs> yeah. he's the bulldog of that oh, team oh, for definitely. sure him he, and
1: McCain Spragman like two of oh, like, yeah. the bulldogs that come out oh, I love those guys the
2: thing is uh it, from what it looked like it looked like Kevin hit him in the face okay it was the it was why he got the red card. Um and you know the thing is yeah he when you see that arm go straight out like that you know a card's coming yeah and I think if it weren't if he would have like hit him in the chest he wouldn't I don't think he would have got a red card but the I will say this Chicago they must have excellent acting schools because those guys you know. We were surprised there was one. Uh, there's one play later in the game, I think it was in the third quarter. I can't remember. I think I know the one you're talking about where the Chicago guy falls over his goalie.
1: Oh, yeah. and, and it's like <laughs> they,
2: they looked at it's like they looked and they're like, oh, wait, it's my guy. I can't, Art. I can't like grab my head. <laughs> you know, it's like that
0: pause there, but it's yeah. like, like better actors on like faking getting hurt oh, during the play basketball players or soccer players? Soccer,
1: uh, soccer because they've done it longer, but it's one of the things that again keeps the average sports fan, especially here in America, away from the game of soccer and taking that up. Oh,
0: but... Absolutely. Like, when I was watching the World Cup, and I'd see these people, like, barely get hit. They're like, <laughs> go down. Uh, like, everything right. was so traumatic. I don't know what you're talking about. I found it hilarious, dude. I'm sorry. It's uh, All I could think of is the sports center, the Phantom of the Flop thing. I'm like, man, yeah. I could just do a whole segment of these guys.
1: So, and I think that's what makes... This show great, especially when we talk about things like soccer, where one of us is into it, one of us is just starting to yeah. really and understanding why so many people do like it but haven't gotten into it at that level. You're saying that yeah, you know, you're finding it funny. You're kind of like I know
0: people were also annoyed by it too.
1: Yes, but like the same people, I just part of my promotion of the game of soccer is actually utilizing the, the dive, what what they call diving, or flopping on the ground and acting like they were got the worst injury of all time and then getting up and not even limping, showing yeah. any sort mm-hmm. of signs. Uh, as long as they know that they got the foul and the person got a yellow card like they wanted, they did their job so now they can get up and they can go play and, and run. I even saw a guy last night from Chicago. It was, a, it was an even tackle. They didn't call a foul on it, which was good. But the guy goes down, he's hurt, and the crunch... When you have the ball, you have every right to continue to play. You don't have to kick it out of bounds. You don't have to take that good sportsmanship mentality. If you have the advantage, you go. You go. And in a game, they're like, going to do it to you. It, it, they're going to do it to you. And and it was a close game, so the Crunch were still in the thick of things. They're trying to win this game. It's one game, and you're either season ends or
0: it continues. And not got, to mention, dude, like we're talking. Who knows if that dude's faking or is he, is he hurt? You're da- not going to let him fake you out of a goal situation. So
1: that's what's so funny is he, I know he was faking. He was writhing on the ground in pain trying to get the foul call. He didn't. And as the camera, as the, Chicago wins possession back and quickly pans the other way, they don't kick it out of play either. They keep going because that same guy is running like, you know, nothing ever even happened. So it didn't work. He didn't do his job. So soccer players don't
0: have Wolverine healing skills? <laughs> <laughs>
1: How they act like they do, but uh, yeah, fast. But again, when I promote the game of soccer, I use those kind of moments, saying, "I know it frustrates the average fan. And I know that's what's putting you off of it. But as a deep-rooted soccer fan, and I've had conversations with other deep-rooted soccer fans, it is frustrating to us too. And when we coach younger kids, we make sure we don't coach that like other clubs and other youth organizations are. There are teams that my teams faced where they're kids did this. This is like U9, U10, whatever. There are organizations that taught their kids this type of stuff. And I get it because it is part of the game and if they're going to be talented enough to make it to higher levels, like it's still going to be part of it. But to get it out, start it at the youth level. Coaches, stop showing kids that this is okay. It is not. If they truly get fouled and get hurt, that is a deep-rooted concern and something that You know, if they're on the ground and in pain, like, you you go out there and you take care of them. But if you're telling them to go down and grab at their shin when it looks like they got maybe touched on the foot or they're grabbing at their uh, their arm when it looks like they got hit in the opposite shoulder, like, stop. That's got to stop, and that's how we're going to get more people into it because then the run of play, the exciting action that actually happens in soccer, even in a nil-nil or one-nil match on the outdoor side, but especially in the indoor game where it is fast-paced, you're going to see a lot of goals. More people will get into it that aren't. That's so, oh, my soapbox of the day, did, and I'm sorry.
2: Did you see it? Well, <laughs> going, playing off what you said about that, where he, the player gets up, there was the one where uh, the player, Chicago player went down, and they were looking for a stoppage, and the refs didn't blow the whistle, so the crunch just passed it and scored a goal. Yeah. <laughs> because the guy's still on the ground, like, waiting for a call, and the refs are like, no. No, because they, they knew it was just BS. Play on,
1: yeah. It was it was <laughs> so, BS. You no, know, like when
0: a player gets hurt, like in the like I was watching the World Cup, and they'll lay down, and he's down. They just keep going. Yeah, like it is a cold blooded sport, man. I'll give you that much. Yeah, like, and, and like you, I seen, it, well, I don't remember who it was, but someone he got hurt. Actually, he was hurt, and he was down for like a couple minutes. It wasn't because someone hit him or anything. He just down. I think he pulled a muscle. And
1: to be honest, I don't see that as often from the U.S. US players as I do around the world. Like that's one good thing about the US players is you know, yeah, we do come from a uh, you know a, a tough country and we do have physical sports here. So like when you take contact, if you take true contact, you're going to go down, you're going to be hurt, but you're going to try to dust yourself off and get back in. If you most often if a US player doesn't get back up, I know that they're really hurt. Now, at times they take the dives and, and flop a little too because they know that that's what's going to keep them in the match. Yeah. It's part of competitive advantage or keeping it as equal as possible. But yeah, it's just, it's a problem. We went too long with all that stuff, but again, shout out to the crunch. They make it to the final four of the first. <laughs> I
0: triggered you there, Kevin, no, just a little bit. on no, that. No,
1: I trigger myself, but <laughs> <laughs> um, it, they make it to the final four MLIS playoffs. They head to Chicago next weekend, semifinals. They will face off against the one seed Omaha Kings, on Saturday, so make sure you go to theclevelandcrunch.com. I'm sure the live stream link will at least be posted there, if not played there, under their live streaming section of their website. Before we get to the final segments, uh, we've avoided it for this long. I i, I mean, we could just pass by it, but I don't think it'd be it'd be right. And it's not. We try to do our job to the best of our ability. We have a uh, a helmet here of a certain team, and uh, I will just show that. I know it's going to be a little close to me, but The Cleveland Browns, they are in the midst of their offseason. We just turned the corner to the new league year. Made a lot of signings, have beefed up the defensive line like we've wanted. They made a trade for a wide receiver, Elijah Moore. They get back a third-round pick, give up their second round, so we don't make a pick until number 74 in the draft, so it's kind of like pointless is the NFL draft. But team's going for it. Andrew Berry's doing all he can do right now. They can't play games. My only stance on it, my only – Opinion on all this is, looks like good signings. We've said that in the past, especially with Andrew Berry in this front office. Um, Like Austin, you know, players like Austin Hooper and other things, like when those signings were made, we said, great signing. Like, oh, my gosh, we're winning the offseason again. He's doing what what he's supposed to do. He's leaving it all in Kevin Stefanski and Deshaun Watson's lap at this point. Deshaun Watson needs to come back and look like the franchise quarterback they paid for. Kevin Stefanski needs to step up in crucial moments, make the right decisions. You've added coaches to your coaching staff. Let them coach their units. And, you. And yeah, he's not going to give up play calling, but you got to make sure that those finer things of the game are taken care of. So, Andrew Barry, credit to you. I'm not discrediting him by saying this, but I do not care. You either? I do oh, wow. not care. I don't want to win the offseason anymore. I don't want to just win the offseason. I want our team in the offseason to do what NFL teams are supposed to do, bring guys in to replace uh, guys that may leave in free agency or fix areas of concern from during the season. Where was an area of concern? Defensive line. Too many guys running through. Linebackers. They haven't done as much with that, but, you know, beefing up the defensive line will help. Bringing in wide receivers, you brought in some speed. Anthony Schwartz, uh, onus is on you. The message is sent to you. You know, there might not be a spot for you if you get traded or released or whatever. It's because you haven't done what they wanted you to do to utilize your speed. Okay, you're doing what an NFL team is supposed to do right now. But I'm not some sort of paper champion. I'm not an off-season champion anymore. Go win football games. Yes, there's six months until football actually plays. I understand that. But I'm going to give credit where credit is due, but I'm not going to go over and above like we've all done in the past and did for several years in a row just because the offseason, oh, my gosh, the Browns are the talk of the town, the talk of the national sports media. They're doing such great things. It doesn't matter unless you win on Sunday starting in September.
0: Hey, Kevin, how, what, what teams did we talk about today mostly? The, uh, the Cavs. Cavs the crunch the, the crunch we're gonna talk some guardians when that comes close because you know what they do we're gonna talk about they make next. the playoffs and they win i told you i love the browns football is my favorite sport i absolutely love the browns 100 i have zero faith in this team i'm sorry you can't i'm hoping i reverse jinx it in my every year i'm like you know what we're gonna do something this year i'm like you know what just, I'm in prove-it mode. I'm so sick of being hyped. Do I like these moves? They're great moves, I think. None of them are like superstar studs, but they they plug holes that we needed. Yeah. For sure. And I congratulations. Don't care. I want a W's. It's all I care about is winning at this point. I'm sick of wasting my money being a season ticket holder and just being let down year after year after year. Yeah, you're not winning me over this off season. I'm sorry, it ain't nope. gonna happen on this show. We're gonna give more credence to the other teams that deserve it, more time, airtime to the other teams that deserve it. That like, have, and I don't, I, I don't want to be sound negative because I heard people like, oh, you can't we be? If you want to be excited, that's great. Go ahead. I'm not talking anyone, talking down anyone that's excited about these moves. Like Elijah Moore might be a phenomenal receiver for us, yeah. believe it or not, or he could completely suck.
1: I'm, and I'm not even saying I don't like the moves or, uh, I'm, you know, again, I'm not – this team is going to yeah. be bad again. All we've seen through Kevin Stefanski's time is they won 11 games. No, no, it's then not they...
0: Kevin Stefanski's time. I'm, ta- I'm talking since 99. Well, All I've seen is year after year we go, we won the offseason or we got this draft pick. And then we suck that next year. And then we'll we'll maybe get a couple wins the following year. We get high expectations. Then we even suck worse. Then we go winless. Like, I'm just done with this team and giving it any good expectations. They don't deserve it. Right. I'm
1: not saying that I'm, like, I'm putting bad expectations on them. However, what I am saying is you've done everything possible this offseason that you think to go win games. So the expectation from the fans and everyone around – should be that you need to go win games and be contending for AFC North playoffs, however far that might lead you. It's more than just moral victories at this point. Exactly. Actual W's need to be produced on the field to then add to the hype. I'm not going to get extra excited. I'm going to give credit to Andrew Barry for the good moves that he's made and doing what he can at this point of the NFL calendar, but, again, the excitement level will not rise through this microphone for the Browns until they actually equate what they do in the offseason and, be, and are the paper champions, the offseason winners – that everyone likes to crown them and all the Browns Twitter likes to get on their high horse and say that this team is the best thing that's ever come and don't even touch on the calves or the guardians and say that they're Cleveland fans, but no, you're really just a Browns fan. If you're just a Browns fan, that is totally fine. But look at, look at it for what it is. This team has to prove it on the field. They don't get a chance to do that till September. And that means I'm not going to get extra excited or over the top that this team is going to win something grand until we see the results manifest themselves on the actual field.
0: I mean look, I mean look at our winning records compared to losing records since 99. I don't I don't even know what it is, but I guarantee it's probably tenfold compared to winning records. Like this team has just done nothing but lose and lose. And I'm just sick of it. <laughs> I'm like so all, tired of being hyped. Like I want to go in so low that Anything good that happens will like lift me back up and put it that way. Like, I hope they do the best. I really do. I just don't expect it anymore from I expect them to lose.
1: Now, team. And week- this is me.
0: Like, I'm always positive. J. Like, I normally do not get this down on this team, but I think they finally broke me.
1: I know. I don't feel like you're being down. I feel like you're being realistic.
0: Yeah. Yeah, probably right. Probably I don't know right. that
1: there's a a p word that is a synonym for realistic want we'll to look at the thesaurus for that but yeah. uh, we don't got time for that on this show we only got a few minutes left so from a team that yes should win but we're not gonna be too excited about until we actually see the results to a team that has shown us results and consistently shown us results do good things in the offseason and do good things during the season that is the Cleveland Guardians we will give a brief Quick preview of the Guardians as they get their season started. Coming up on Thursday, out on the West Coast in Seattle. You're tuned in to the birthday extravaganza of the Voice Land right here on the Big Play Network.
3: Are you looking for a career in manufacturing? Vector Technical has you covered. Vector Technical is a 28-year-old staffing firm that has partnered with some of the biggest and the best companies throughout northeastern Ohio. The recruiters at Vector Technical will coach you through the entire job process and will help you land an opportunity that you are truly excited about. Vector does not add any additional fees and offers benefits as well as free online skills training through Penn Foster. To learn more, visit www.vectortechnicalinc.com and make sure to check out our job board to see a full list of our current opportunities and apply.
1: I feel like we're doing a disservice to the Cleveland guardians by just talking about them now at the end of the show with about six minutes left to go. But Hey, they're just about to get started. We have plenty of time to talk about the Cleveland. It's, guardians. it's a long season. It's a long season, which we will talk plenty of baseball. I promise you. And we probably talked too much football, but we are going to talk some baseball right here as the Cleveland guardians do get started. This is the voice land right here on the big play network. Kevin are alongside always positive. J. and Peter Tellup guardians going to Seattle once they leave training camp, once they leave Goodyear, Arizona, they will start on the West Coast, of course. Uh, the new rules this year, the pitch clock, the uh, no shifts yet they might you teams might now implement some sort of off uh, outfield shift to then put someone in that, you know that, that second base hole that you always saw with pull hitters from the left hand side of the batters box, uh, but new rules with no shifts. Pitch clock and bigger bases, bigger bases, and teams fate, like teams facing more of the opponents. I believe you have to face every team in the majors. Is that not right? Or is I it? I yeah, we do a lot more Every team at games. least,
0: in, yeah, in the National League. So, and there's no there's a DH in the National League now,
1: right? So all things kind of equal, you're, you're not playing as many games in your division. It's going to take a lot more. You're going to really find out a lot about these teams. It's going to
0: change baseball a lot. Like people think these are just little like tweaks. I was watching a whole, like special with Jeff Passan and he going through time and mm-hmm. how when they changed it from, like, 55 feet to 60 feet mm-hmm. to the home plate and how much the batting average shot up. And then they, base pitching came back around. Then they brought the mound down a little bit and batting came back up. So it's going to be a lot different. I think Jose is going to benefit from that shift change a lot. Like, our team definitely had a lot of shifts against us, I felt like.
1: Yeah, and having Josh Bell behind him in mm-hmm. that cleanup spot, um, and then having Josh Naylor in that five hole, I think, I think the length of the lineup is a little bit better. And then, of course, with some of these rules, I think it aids to what the Guardians try to do. They try to play small ball more than hit it, hit it out of the park. I mean, we've we've said it many times on this show. Other people have said it. it's not a new take. It's not a fresh take. Baseball has been strikeouts and home runs. Yeah, I, yeah, chicks dig the long ball. You know, I don't want to see a guy going up there like striking out 4 times and then just because he hits one 465 foot home run. I want to see what the I want to see baseball get back to what the Guardians do. They hit they hit some home runs, but they hit doubles, singles. They keep the rallies so going. It's so fun
0: to watch. It's just fun, it's a fun they, brand of baseball for sure.
1: And they do the little things. What what are your expectations for this team this year? Um
0: World Series, dude.
1: I believe it. Okay. I mean I I know that they need to and this is this isn't coming from me that this is coming from the Guardians because I know that this is a message in their clubhouse. We gotta do better than we did last year, but we can't bank on starting the same way we did last year or playing the exact same way and having the season play out to get to that position and then end the season better. That that's all being talked about. And it's a team that when they bring guys in, they they buy into the culture. We talked about heat culture earlier. The Guardians culture is that Guys want to play for Terry Francona. They want to play for this this coaching staff. They want to play with some of these guys that have already been here: Shane Bieber, Jose Ramirez, Josh Naylor. Uh, the energy that he brings to the field. And then, you know, they they did keep three catchers and um, outfield should be you know should have a little bit more pop to it. And hey, they have some other guys that are in waiting. That one of these guys in the outfield doesn't pony up, you know, Miles Straw, someone like that. There's other guys waiting to take that spot. They, they put enough guys that we thought maybe have a chance for the opening day roster spot that went down to the minor leagues, Richie Palacios, George Valera, some of these young guys we've heard a lot about Palacios comes up from time to time, pinch hits, pinch hit King for this squad. Uh, and we haven't even mentioned the name Stephen Kwan, a guy that made a name for himself making the opening day roster last year. So many young guys, but They've gotten the taste that we wanted the Cavs to get last year and we want the Cavs to get this year. They've gotten that taste. I think this team's hungry. Peter, your expectations for the uh, the Guardians? I know you're... I mean, if you're going to get the right expectations,
0: here's the guy. Yeah. He called it last year. Let's see what he's got to say this year. I
2: I feel that they're at least going to get into the ALCS. Not sure if they're World Series bound, but I think they're going to win the division in... in uh, they have, a, I think, they have a very good shot at winning uh,
0: the AL. See, my World Series expectations comes from everyone's like, oh, will Quan and Oscar Mercado and Jimenez and Rosario, yeah, Oscar, sorry, and Gonzalez. Oscar Gonzalez, sorry, Oscar Gonzalez, come back and go back to like to what they were. No, I expect them to take a jump. Like, I want to see yeah. better from them, and if they right. all do better, and let's say Miles Straw does. anything better at the bat than he did last year. Like, look out, man. This team is ready to go.
1: Now, are there going to be weekly stretches where all of them look like they're struggling? Yes. It's a 162 game season. It is one of the most humbling sports in all of the world. The best players that go into the Hall of Fame hit 30 to 35, 36% of the time. If you did that in basketball, if you completed that percentage in football of passes, if
0: it's the hardest thing to do in any sports it's to the hit a har- baseball.
1: It's the hardest thing to do. Those guys will be fired in basketball and, and football. In baseball, you are uh, you are honored in the hallowed halls of the Hall of Fame, in Cooperstown for stuff like that, and for good reason. So, yes, there's going to be rough stretches for, for this team. Every team's going to go through them, especially facing teams they don't normally see. You don't have as many scouting teams. Uh, scouting things on them and heat maps for, for pitchers knowing where guys like to try to exploit you, where to what heat spots to avoid for hitters, hitters, knowing what a pitcher likes to do in certain counts, all these analytics that should be in baseball and have been in baseball for a long time. There's going to be a chess match this season and it's going to be, it's going to be fun. And there's going to be plenty of time to talk about this because again, 162 games. And I know that when we get together next week, we are going to, or on our next show at least, because there could be some news coming for the show. We'll we'll see. There there could be some changes coming, not to the three people that you hear every single time or see every single time. But
0: stay tuned on that. Well, to your point, where the ups and the downs. What I love about those teams, when your team is going down and you're getting into a funk, what is the best thing in baseball to have to stop that? Is an ace pitcher. We got two of them. We got two of them, and, hey, if we can
1: get a couple guys to get back to form a little bit, we could have a another one of those deep rotations. I mean, come on.
0: We all know some guy that's going to come up out of nowhere is going to end up in our pitching, starting yep. pitching, and we're like, who is this kid? They printed another pitcher that's going to win a Cy Young in a couple yeah. Of years.
1: Yeah, and don't bring your, you know, what, what, what are they going to do with Shane Bieber or trade Shane Bieber stuff to me. I'm not... I'm not talking about that until we absolutely have to. We understand the contract situation, the money situation, and where the Guardians usually go with that with star players. When that contract comes to the point of can't do arbitration anymore, they're on their last year of the deal, mm. whatever that might be. I'm not touching that right now.
0: Enjoy them while we got them.
1: Enjoy them while we got them, just like the Cavs, just like the Crunch. And
0: maybe, Hopefully the Browns.
1: Maybe one day the Browns. <laughs> but that's going to do it. I know we talked we would do some Disney World stuff, but. You know, we've already gone
0: long enough for us. Peter, Dole Whip, fantastic Disney World. Yeah, I, time. I love
2: uh, I love Dole Whip, and you know,
1: quick, ten, uh, t- quick uh, rating out of ten. Oh,
0: 12. Oh yeah, a there 12. we go.
2: Yeah. Well, there it is, folks.
1: Some people would say it's rookie score because it's a full the, score instead of a decimal point, but I don't really care because it's Dole Whip and Dole Whip. The, the do Dole, the dole Whip
2: with the pineapple Fanta. Oh. was really? Really good surprise surprisingly good that
1: sounds really good right now so maybe i'll go try to find myself some dole whip sometime for the birthday but and
0: it's your birthday you're allowed to go to ba sweeties and get yourself some dole whip Kevin. we'll see
1: we'll see we'll see about that or my favorite ice cream shop that just opened in our in our city there's some uh, good stuff there too so we might be doing that tonight
0: we'll see well happy birthday again kevin happy Happy birthday birthday.
1: happy birthday to tiffany happy birthday birthday to your nephew jay happy birthday to you Peter, happy birthday to Joseph who got to celebrate at Disney World. And happy birthday to anyone else celebrating birthdays out there. This has been The Voice Land right here on the Big Play Network for Peter Tellup and Always Positive, Jay. I'm Kevin Arnold reminding all of you, don't let anyone ever tell you it's just a game. We truly love you all, 3,000. Don't talk about it. Be about it. That's exactly right. And live life. All gas, no brakes. We'll be back again sometime, someday, right here with The Voice Land. You won't have to wait as long as you did last time, but... We'll be back soon. Tune in every single time you see that notification go up on Twitter at VT underscore pod right here to the voice of land on the Big Play Network.